Hello and welcome, you're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello and welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. Thank you so much for joining me. It is fantastic every week that you're tuning in to listen to me. I just got my Spotify podcasters wrap, which is very, very exciting. And it tells me all the things to know, like on a creator side of things. And I am flabbergasted. I am blown away. We are being listened to in over 25 countries across four different continents. So I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate every single person. All of you that are listening, I appreciate every single one of you. And I really, really hope that this little little timbit of information every week really, really does help you in your adventure, wherever your adventure may take you. So this week's episode, I was thinking and everybody is raving about the episode that I did a few weeks back with Jess. She's amazing. I absolutely adore her. She's fantastic. The Frugal Explorer. So we spoke about how to save money and she gave us lots of tips and tricks and we were chatting all about it. But how do you save money whilst you're traveling? How can you make your camp paycheck your savings really stretch out so you can get the best bang for your buck. And I was thinking, I've never done an episode like that. So tune in, get your notes app open on your phone, make sure to save this, download it so you have it, because this is the episode that you're going to want to know about. You're going to want to know when you're there in August, you're planning your trip after camp, and you're like, oh, what did Bethany say? you'll want this on hand. So please, please, please take notes, do what you need to do, save it, re-listen to this, however you need to do it to process. These are the tips you're gonna wanna know. Believe you me, you're gonna wanna know these. These are tips that I have either figured out along the way because I have lost so much money. Believe me, the first time I went solo traveling after my first summer camp experience in 2013, I was terrible. I didn't budget. I didn't have any of the tricks that Jess told us to have, like a different bank account. I didn't save beforehand. I was absolutely terrible and came back with no money whatsoever. And I ran out of money on my trip. So by the time I got to the end, I couldn't do all the things I wanted to do by the time I got to the end of my trip because I spent so much already. Same as when I went on remember when you like turn 18 and you do like those holidays with with your friends? Um, So I did one and I budgeted $50 a day. $50 a day for food only, right? Food only $50 a day. That's going to get me so far. Nope. It didn't. Bear in mind, I did go to Florida at this, when I like finished high school, I I went to Florida because I really wanted to go to Disney. And believe me, In Florida, $50 doesn't even cover the day. It barely covered one meal. So I was really, really stretching my pennies and struggling and wish I had stretched it all out. So that is why this episode is in here this week. So Bethany, stop rambling on. Let's get into it. Because like I've said, traveling, 
is expensive and it can like it can stack up really really quickly when you think about it you're paying for transport you're paying for accommodation food like activities there's so much that we spend our money on whilst we are out and about so I'm going to split it up for you. I'm going to talk about transportation. I'm going to talk about how to save money with accommodation. I'm going to talk about food and drink, how to save money and with attractions. Okay. So buckle in tight. We're going to get started. We're starting with transportation tips. Okay. So I'm not talking about the first flyover because just covered all that. Okay. You're in your destination country, you're after camp. How do I save money on transportation? So my first one is traveling either by train or by bus rather than flying. We all know that flying can be the quickest way, but it is likely that it's going to be your most expensive way to get around. Canada, America, they're big countries. To get to point A to point B is a long flight in itself. It's not like flying around Europe and backpacking. Okay. So I would suggest looking into trains or buses. Yes. I'm going to let you know there are pros and cons. Like traveling by train or by bus is a more time consuming option, but you can save serious money by traveling this way, which leads me in to my second tip about transportation is travel overnight. Honestly, travel overnight. I have traveled overnight many a time. I've traveled overnight on Greyhound buses and don't get me wrong, it's not luxury. It's a definite experience, but you can kill two birds with one stone with traveling overnight. It's a cheap travel option and you save money on accommodation for that night because your mode of transportation is your accommodation for the evening. So it's a win-win. And sometimes a travel ticket is cheaper than a night's accommodation anyway. And you don't wanna waste your daylight hours stuck on transportation going from point A to point B. Like, you just don't want to do it. So that is a huge way of how you can save money. For instance, I was traveling from Toronto down to Washington, D.C., okay? The flight would have cost me over $300 one way, Canadian dollars one way. I paid under $50 for my one-way Greyhound bus ticket. I boarded the bus in Toronto at 5 p.m. I did have to make one change in New York City but I got on the bus at 5 p.m. I got to the Canadian-US border by 7.30 p.m. I went through border control, immigration, and got on the bus down to New York City. I changed my bus. It was 7 a.m. Changed my bus. We're back on the road for 8 a.m. on the way to Washington, D.C. And we got into Washington pretty quickly from New York City, only four hours. And we were there for noon for lunchtime. It was fantastic. We got there, we dropped our bags off, we freshened up, and we went exploring to Washington, D.C. Were we tired? Yes. Was it worth under $50? 
Yes, a hundred percent. So when you think about it, night and accommodation in Toronto in a hostel can be anywhere from oh, if you book really early in advance and in a big shared room, like $40 a night, or it could be as much as $150 a night. And then the flight is $300 one way. And we didn't have to pay accommodation and the bus ticket was under $50. Think how much you've saved just by deciding to travel overnight. It's a no-brainer. My last transportation tip to save money whilst you're traveling is use public transport. Don't use Ubers, don't use taxis, because when you're in a city, it can add up pretty quickly. And sometimes when the traffic is really bad, taking public transport could actually be quicker to get from point A to point B than taking Ubers and taxis. What are the positives of using public transport? You can experience the city as a local, like you can conquer the public transport system because that's a feat in itself in some major cities, honestly. So like having to navigate is all part of travel. It's such an experience learning how to use a local city's transportation system. It's like a little mini win. It makes you feel good about yourself. And like I said, it could be quicker than taking that Uber. And sometimes you might actually see more of the city by taking the public transit than you would have done taking like an Uber or something like that. So it's definitely cheaper and it'll make your money go further. Plus like investigating if there is a money saving way, like if you tap certain times, maybe it gets capped or if there's a weekend ticket or a day ticket. Um, I know that lots of major cities do have this rather than just paying every time you go on transit. For instance, in Toronto, they have kind of like an Oyster card like you have in London for the underground. It's called a Presto. Um, And you tap it whenever you want to get on and off, but you can have unlimited rides within two hours. So if you're going from point A to point B or you're sightseeing, and you're hopping on and hopping off, one tap will get you two hours worth of transport, no matter how many times you get on different buses, different trains, different trams, different streetcars, two hours serves you, which is really great. Here in Toronto, they also have a weekend ticket or a daily ticket. So a daily ticket is $11, and you can buy them from the little kiosk at every subway. And again, you just tap on, every time and the ticket gets you on or the weekend ticket is $15. So there are some really cheap ways to get around big cities, especially if they are big enough that you can't walk it. Like if you don't feel comfortable walking from point A to point B, then public transport honestly is what I suggest to go with. Next, I am moving on to accommodation tips. Now, we all know accommodation is expensive. No matter where you are in the world, accommodation will be expensive. So when you are looking for accommodation, broaden your search. If you are planning after camp travels and you're part of a large group, when I say large group, I mean four or more people. Broaden your search to Airbnbs or house shares, Verbo, you name it. 
because this type of accommodation could be cheaper per person than a hostel or a hotel. And especially if you're booking in a large group, you're not necessarily going to be in the same mixed dorm room as your friends that are booking all together. You might be split up and that might like just not be convenient for you because you've made all these connections and you want to travel with these people. So maybe broadening your search right at the beginning will be best for everybody. Especially, I always say this, like Airbnbs and Verbo and that type of situation, it really, the more people that you have, it really does cut that accommodation cost down. It truly does. I did a comparison when we were doing a day off at camp, right? We did a comparison. There was a hotel nearby in the town or we could get a Airbnb, which is like a five minute walk outside of town. And it was staggering how much cheaper it was to get the shared house than it would have been for four of us to share um, a four person room hotel. Like it was staggering. It was so much so that the jaw dropped to the floor and we were like, oh my goodness, why are we even looking at hotels? That's how much of a difference it was. So definitely broaden your search. Another accommodation tip to make your money stretch further, stay with family or with friends. This is the cheapest accommodation option ever going. Honestly, staying with friends or with family is a fantastic option, but obviously you do have some limitations when staying with them. Like you might feel obligated to chill with them a little bit more rather than exploring where you are, but you've just gone to summer camp and made friends from all around the world. Utilize that. And if they offer to say, hey, come and stay at mine for a night, or hey, I'd love to show you like where I grew up. Don't you want to take that? That was an amazing experience. You've just made amazing memories with this person. Take them up on that. Why not? On It's going to be your cheapest accommodation option. And my tip, always when you're staying somewhere, make sure you get a gift for the host. Many people nowadays do not do that. And it mind blows me. Get a gift for the host. Pay for their dinner. Get a bottle of wine. If they don't drink, something that they really like around the house that they have. Maybe hot chili sauce selection. I don't know. Whatever gift will be meaningful for your host, buy them a gift. They were nice enough to put a roof over your head. That's what I say. (laughs) Sorry. That was my little rant, but do it because people don't do it anymore and it's silly. Do it. My last accommodation tip for you to save some money is Hostel Living 101. The bigger the hostel room, the cheaper it is. So what do I mean by bigger the hostel room? I mean, an eight person mixed dorm is going to be less expensive than a two person mixed dorm. For instance, I stayed in a 16-person dorm in New York, my first ever hostel experience, and it was dirt cheap. It was under $50 in the heart of New York off Central Park. Yes, but it was 16 people staying in one room. So generally, the rule of thumb, 
the bigger the capacity of a room, the cheaper it will be. For instance, in Miami, I was in a 15 person dorm room, mixed dorm room, $15 a night. I was very lucky in the fact that everybody in my room were all the people from camp that I traveled with. So it was so much fun. So if you're just looking for a place to lie your head at night, hostels are a fantastic option. It's a place where like-minded travelers want to experience where they are in a shorter period of time. Lots of hostels have such a vibe and a culture to them. So hostels nowadays are like, how do I even describe them? They're such a buzzing community. There is a beautiful Wi-Fi area set up kind of like a lounge and there'll be a food area and sometimes an outdoor space and there's always activities going on. I kind of think it's like an 18 to 30s version of Pontins. Pontins, for anybody that doesn't know, is like a holiday park, a caravan holiday park that people in England used to go to in the summer and caravan holidays with their families. And there's always entertainment happening throughout the day. There was always places to relax and comfy places. There was places to sit and eat. And I kind of feel like hostels have taken over that space. Now I've grown up, similar things that I loved about going to Butlins or Pontins is now part of hostels which is, it's that sense of community, that sense of community that we've missed over the pandemic. Hostels are capturing that energy and bringing it into their hostels, okay? So honestly, don't knock a hostel until you've tried it. And they are my accommodation tips to save money whilst you're traveling. So the next section is food and drink tips, okay? Eating out, will definitely drain your budget, like I've said earlier in this episode. So my top food tip is with your accommodation, try and stay somewhere that has a free breakfast. Go to that free breakfast and load up on it. Even if you're not a breakfast person, load up on it. You can make it more of a brunch and save money on lunch. Now, when I I'm traveling, I like to go to the free breakfast, eat my free breakfast, and then take stuff on the road with me. So make a sandwich out of the continental breakfast and the cold meats, take some fruit, take a juice box, and have that as my lunch or a snack later on in the day. Or if you had a late night last night, move breakfast until the latest possible time you can have breakfast, and make that your brunch and have an early dinner and only have two big meals that day and save money that way. It's a little thing here and there, but you can really add that up and think how much money you're saving because food is a costly item. My next food tip for you is use the kitchen area in your accommodation. No matter if you're in a hostel, no matter if you have a kitchenette in your hotel room, no matter if you're in a Airbnb house share type situation, use it. Because eating out three times a day 
eats into your budget super quickly. So using that kitchen area can create a cheap meal for you. Plus, a home-cooked meal whilst you're traveling is the most refreshing thing ever. It's such like a, if you're having a down day when you're traveling, because let's face it, not every day is upbeat and happy and exciting. Some days are going to hit home a little bit and maybe you're getting lonely or homesick or you're just getting that ugh because we've all been there whilst we're traveling. Cooking a meal and using that kitchen area can really help lift your spirits. And it's going to the grocery store, finding like pasta and sauce or whatever your home comfort food is, is going to be cheaper than somebody else preparing it for you. So use that kitchen area. Along with that topic, my next food tip is buy breakfast food for your stay. This is something I swear by when I'm staying in Airbnbs. I buy breakfast foods to keep in for the duration of my stay. So I'll either get in bagels or I'll get in cereal and milk and I can eat my breakfast cheaply and then be able to take on the day with a full stomach and rock the day. And I feel like I am prepared. I'm not rushed trying to find something food. I know that I love it because I eat it. And it helps get me in a routine that's kind of similar to back home because I try and buy the same breakfast foods as I do as back home. So it really does help with my morning routine. And it's a great way to save money. Honestly, a box of cereal in will last you your whole stay. Fantastic. Love it. Amazing. Cheaper than getting a drink as you walk around the city for the day. Top tip. Honestly, top tip. And my last food tip to help save money is ask for a box when eating out. If you can't finish your meal, ask for a takeout box and take the food away for you and have leftovers. At the end of the day, you've already paid for this meal. So why not take things back with you? I know it's like, I did, never did that back in England. When I lived back home, I would never take food home with me. I'd just be like, oh, I'm good and take it away. Portion sizes over here in North America are huge. And maybe you're not going to finish your whole meal every single time. That's okay. But ask for a box. They're used to it. They will box everything up. And restaurants nowadays do have takeout containers because most of them are on Uber Eats, DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, or on all of these delivery services. So they have those things. So definitely do it, take it home. And it's a cheap leftovers meal that you can have when you're drunk later in the night or for the lunch the next day. It's a win-win situation. Lastly, but certainly not least, I'm going to be talking about how you can save money with attractions, with how you're actually going to spend your time whilst here on your travels. My first top tip is research free attractions. Simple and easy. Most cities have attractions that are absolutely free, whether they're nature spots or hikes or walking tours, museums, public beaches, the list goes on and on and on. 
these are fantastic ways to experience somewhere without spending a penny. And sometimes you can spend all day there and it's a day well spent. So make sure you research, 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 and make sure you research how long these attractions and these things take because you don't want to plan your whole day, pack too much into your day, and the free thing lasts longer than you suggested, and then you're rushing because you've already booked something later down the line. You don't wanna waste your money, right? So make sure you do your research. And second of all, attraction discounts. Why, Bethany, why do you say that? Well, many hostels and hotel receptions and Airbnb hosts actually, have so much knowledge about what attractions are local to them that most of them know a discount or how to save money on certain things. They are the people in the know. Also, look at attraction flyers. They are usually in the lobby of the hotels and hostels or at information centers in the city center. And they usually include discount codes or vouchers that you can use on any excursion. They are fantastic. I remember being, I was in the city in Toronto and my family were visiting, okay? My parents were visiting and they wanted to do lots of tourist things. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll happily do them with you, the ones that I haven't done before. We go to the information center at Dundas Square in downtown Toronto and the leaflet, I noticed on the back was a 40% off coupon for exactly what we were going to buy. And I picked up the leaflet, looked at the back and I said, can I redeem this? And they said, of course you can. And there and then, literally it was there on the stand. All I had to do was turn it over and we got 40% off everybody's admission for the hop on hop off bus. Absolutely fantastic. So definitely check your flyers. And lastly, Sometimes booking directly online the day before on the attractions website can be cheaper than either booking through a third party or simply rocking up on the day and being like, can we do this thing? So planning in advance, even if it's the night before, could save you money. And that is fantastic. If you were going to do something already, like it was in your brain, you're definitely doing it. That's why you're here at this part because you want to do this one thing. Have a look at their website before you get there, the day before, 48 hours before, and see if booking online earlier in advance gets you entry cheaper. Honestly, it doesn't hurt to look. And even if it's saving 10%, that is still a saving. So definitely, definitely attraction discounts are the way to go. And that, my friends, is all of my money-saving tips whilst traveling. I really, really, really hope you enjoyed this episode. I absolutely love it. I love those little tips and tricks that not everybody tells you about, but they just expect you to know. Um, so that's why I created this episode today. So I hope you really enjoyed it. If you have any money saving tips that I didn't say on this episode, but you're like, oh my goodness, I did this. Let me know. 
DM me on Instagram. I'm at Brit in the six or on TikTok, exactly the same handle, Brit in the six. And I would love to know your money saving tips and maybe there'll be a part two of this episode. Who knows? But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you and we'll see you next time.